0: On blast, and we are live this is the wrap it up on blast raps post game show as always my name is sheldon alexander and this episode of wrap it up is brought to you by clean cuts barbershop 2013 danforth avenue in the east end of toronto clean cuts the multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh for any and all occasions so go see skip and the crew as a wise man once said tell them that i sent you Check them out on Instagram at Clean Cuts Toronto or give them a call 416 917 4833 to book your appointments now. What is going on, Wrap It Up Crew? My name, as mentioned, is Sheldon Alexander. Thank you guys for tuning in. Whether you tune in live on Twitter at Shell Alexander, take your comments and questions there. Same things go for Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. Always taking your comments and questions. Because again, as mentioned, as always, this is your only live and interactive Toronto Raptors post-game show that exists. So we're here for you, the people. And if you ever miss the podcast live, no worries. We got you covered in podcast form anywhere you download your podcast. That means iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, Spotify, youtube like and subscribe hit the comment section there spread the love that is this a wrap it up nation as we enjoy the raptors back-to-back championship run uh as always i'm joined by a couple guests here's my guy q q what are you saying man how you doing
1: oh man it's been a been a rough couple days but you know we're here raptors got the win living living
0: yeah and i mean what we're obviously alluding to, there was obviously a Raptors game on Sunday, yep. and I'm going to be very honest, Sunday was a very difficult day for anyone that loves a game of basketball. Uh, as we know now, we uh, the basketball world, the world in general, has lost an icon in Kobe Bryant and his beautiful daughter, Gianna, and seven other souls were lost on Sunday in a horrific helicopter accident in Calabasas, and I'm going to be really honest with you guys. Once... I didn't even watch the Raptor game on Sunday. Tried to. We're going to do a pod. And I'm going to be really honest, I couldn't wrap my head around being able to talk, much less talk publicly, much less be able to utter the name Kobe Bryant. And it's been a difficult few days, to be honest, for anyone that I think is a basketball fan or even just someone who, you know... You were a child having a relationship with your parents, taking you to games, or you have kids. It was just a very tough couple of days, and so, you know, we will talk about Kobe Bryant a little later on on this podcast, but just know we're here with you. We want to share and celebrate the life of Kobe Bryant and discuss your favorite Kobe moments, so look forward to that. We're going to do that a little later on on this podcast for sure, Uh, but we're going to talk about the Raptor game first, and... You know, the Raptor game tonight started off with a tribute to Kobe Bryant. And we've been seeing a lot of this going on across the league. And, you know, I thought the Raptors did a really good job with their um, pregame ceremony. They had a video that was 81 seconds long. And it was a very nice video. Great shout out to Kobe. And then they had a moment of silence for 24 seconds. And just to hear that crowd chanting Kobe, Kobe, Kobe afterwards... It was pretty cool to see. And, you know, um, as fans of basketball and the Toronto Raptors, as you know, Kobe and the Raptors were forever linked just yep. for the 81 <laughs> points. We yep, know that. Definitely. Um, and it was definitely a moment. And you saw it on Sunday as well, where the Raptors were one of the teams that were right about to play as the news trickled out. So, you know, there's guys on the team. We know the Norm story already with the Mamba mentality. We know yep. that. the Demar. There's a lot of ties there. So in terms of seeing that moment at the start of the game Q, what was that like for you? What did you what did you make of that moment that the Toronto Raptors had in trying to honor the life and legacy of Kobe Bryant?
1: Um, you know what, it's it's classy. Um it, it was it was selfless. You know what I mean? Um obviously getting scored on you by 81 times mm-hmm. by by someone that that's not a exactly the Toronto Raptors' most shining moment. Yeah. But they put, were able to put that aside, put their pride aside, mm-hmm. and just show the man, you know, in his in his greatness, in his glory. Yeah. Uh, you know. So I applaud them. It was very well done. Um, the fans were great. They, they, yeah. they stood the whole time. And, I, I mean, I used to work at ACC. Um, I remember one of my, you know, one of my moments I actually got to work the visitors bench mm-hmm. with the Lakers there. And I remember standing there during a timeout and looking over my left shoulder and, and Kobe sitting yeah, right yeah, there, yeah. you know, yeah. com- commanding the team. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know I'll be honest, I wasn't a I wasn't the biggest Kobe fan. Yeah. When he when he first entered the league, but the man definitely, definitely, definitely yeah. earned my respect. Um Great loss, man. I don't know what else to
0: say. No, I got you. I got you. I hear you. And again, we want you guys to send in right now. If you got your comments and questions, send in your favorite Kobe Bryant moment. We'll read them at the end of the show. As really want to just, at this point, try and celebrate the life that was Kobe Bryant, one of the greatest to ever do it. And we'll read those comments coming up soon. And, you know, in the meantime, as, you know, a lot of NBA teams had to do over the past few days... The ball had to tip up and they had to play. And the Toronto Raptors were looking for their eighth straight win. They were able to get that eighth straight win. Fittingly enough, eighth straight win. um, 130 to 114 against the Atlanta Hawks. And you come into this game and you think it's a Hawks, easy win, take care of business. But there are some other things going on. And maybe this is a place to start. Kyle Lowry becomes the Raptors franchise leader in assists. And he went out there and had a pretty solid game. And yep. he kind of knew what was going on. He knew the number he had to get to. He talked about it post-game in terms of wanting to do it with Vince in the building as yep. Vince being the guy to put the Raptors on the map as right. a franchise. So that was pretty cool. But Kyle Lowry finishing this game with 12 points and 11 assists and the now the franchise leader in assists passing Jose Calderon. What do you make of that, Q? How, how big of an honor is that? To see now as Kyle Lowry kind of adds to his "quote unquote" goat
1: raptor resume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it is a cool moment. Um, you know, I don't think when 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 that trade was first made, yeah, and even after the first couple of seasons, I don't mm-hmm. think anybody thought Kyle was going to become the player that he is. Yeah. Um, if you remember, I think it might have been after year two or three they were thinking about trading him to the Knicks or trading him. Period. Mm-hmm. Um, But obviously things turned around. He's now Kyle Lowry, NBA champion, Kyle Lowry, four-time, five-time all-star, and Kyle Lowry Raptors all-time leader in assists. So kudos to the man. Kudos to
0: the man that is Kyle Lowry. And it was interesting seeing him trying to get it done in the sense that, you know, once he got close, mm-hmm. they had a few fast breaks and he yep. was definitely trying to get the easy layup, get that yep. easy, you know, uh, final bucket for the assists. Uh, and a couple plays where he got it up to Norm and Norm got fouled. But it was kind of funny. What did you what do you think of the reaction from the Raptors
1: bench? Because they seem to be going ham. Yeah, I mean, it seems like I mean, obviously they knew what was going on. Yeah. Um, even if everybody else didn't. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean they they were excited, you know. I guess Kyle's the the one of the elder statesmen on on the crew. So the young oh, guys he's the OG. Yeah. So the young guys were you know cheering him on. So it, it was good to see.
0: Uh, I see Glow Girl Smile checking in on Instagram here saying Lowry should get a statue and his number retired when done. I don't know about the statue. Number retired for sure. Number retired for sure. Yeah. No one's going to argue
1: that. I think Kyle Lowry is an all, uh, all, uh, sorry, a Hall of Famer statue. I think is uh, I don't know. That's (laughs) you know, like you look look around the league at who has statues. Like yes, he is probably our most consistent and and maybe greatest player. Yeah. Um, But a statue, that's I don't know. That might be a little much.
0: It's interesting. It's very interesting. And I mean, Kyle Lowry definitely is beloved in yeah. this city. And I think the fact that after they won the championship and having Kyle have the game that he had in game seven yep. or game six, pardon me, you know, he's going to go down forever as one of the best Raptors of all time. And just to have those accolades pile up, you know, to me, the the legitimacy of Kyle Lowry being the all-time assist leader is the fact that it makes your franchise more legit. Yeah. Like, I don't want to knock Jose Calderon, but to me, there's always part of this, like, it's Jose Calderon. Like, he's all right. Like, you know, to quote a wise man, he's all right, but he's not real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and I'm not even saying that Kyle Lowry's that deal, Yeah, but at least you're talking NBA champion Kyle Lowry, all-star Kyle Lowry, heights that Jose Calderon never really got to. So I think that just makes your franchise look that much better when you look at the historical record books and say, hey, this is a leader in assists.
1: It, it it does legitimize it. Jose Calderone, he was that guy he was like I don't know who to compare him to. He just every year they brought in another point guard, but Kyle yeah. but the, Jose Calderon just wasn't giving up that spot. Mm-hmm. Right? They tried TJ Ford, they mm-hmm. tried Ray Far they tried you know, XYZ and then finally Kyle. And even when Kyle first got here, Jose wasn't giving up his nope, his starting, starting spot. So, you know, I, I mean respect to, to Jose, he's a he's a mm-hmm. he's a fighter. Mm-hmm um but yeah like you said like no all-star games you're know, not talking about statues and championships and hall of fames for Col- how they called Kyle yeah, yeah Kyle you know Kyle definitely legitimizes at least that that stat there yeah totally and as
0: we talk about the point guard position we all know that there's a pretty good point guard on the other side and his name is Trey Young yep uh, even though the Raptors won their last game against Trey Young and the Hawks, Trey Young got busy. Definitely. He gave the Raps a 40-piece. Yep. He embarrassed Fred Van Fleet on a couple plays, which, yeah, yeah,
1: yep. yeah.
0: you yeah. remember that?
1: Yeah, between the legs, step back, three, yeah. I
0: yeah, I mean, he didn't hit the shot. Yeah. Because <laughs> if he hit the shot, he might have just walked off the court and it would have been <laughs> it. But bottom line, Trey Young came out and he really embarrassed the Raptors in the last game, even though the Raptors came out over- came out with the victory right. but in this game i think the raptors made a point of coming out and really trying to focus in their defense on trey young whether it was just straight up freddie on him yep. or the raptors really trapping the screens yep. but it was definitely a thing where trey young started that first half one of five for six points and that to me is just another example of what this raptors team can do when they get their mind focused on the defensive end and say hey we're shutting you down. We're not having what we're not having happen what yeah, happened to us before. Exactly. That's not happening again. Um, and the other thing too, I gotta I gotta bring up in the last game, they were forced to try to bring in Patrick McCaw to take a lot of minutes and chase around Trey Young. Right. And I brought it up. I don't think I did a podcast after that game. I don't think so. I think that was still sick. But that day, I remember thinking, if you gotta have Patrick McCaw. Mm-hmm. guard Trey Young, and you start Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Fleet. That's not a good look. right? And clearly, I can't be the only one that thought that <laughs> if all of a sudden this game, I know yep. McCaw's hurt, but Freddie obviously took the challenge and said, nah, 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 we're shutting you down. Definitely. And they did a really good job of it. But what did you make of the performance on the defensive end from Kyle and Fred?
1: Um, Yeah, I think it was mostly Fred. Um, I remember um, Coach Nurse said before the game that they... Definitely took that 40 piece to heart, mm-hmm. and that they were going to throw a lot of different types of defenses at Trey. Um, like I said, with the pick and roll, um, Marcus Saul would would trap off the off the pick and roll. Yeah. Um, his hamstring didn't like it, obviously. But we'll get back get to Mark later. But yeah, they they really threw some double teams and, and got the ball out of out of his hands, which obviously from early in the season we know the Raptors was what they do. And with a team like Atlanta, with no other real playmakers on there, you get the ball out of Trey Young's hand, you're going to be successful. So I think, you know, um, Fred, Fred definitely stepped to the plate. Yeah. And not only played him tough defensively, but went back at him on the offensive end. Right. So I think, you know, if, obviously, if you make Trey Young play defense, also, that takes, going to take away from his offensive game. Um, they got two quick fouls on him, so he had to come out of the game early as well. Yep. So. Definitely, uh, kudos to Coach Nurse. Game plan worked, and we know their
0: offense definitely doesn't work as well for Atlanta. I'm talking about when Trey right. Young's not in the game, definitely. Right, like they made a trade to get Jeff Teague to try yeah. to help out and lessen the burden on Trey Young night in night out. But still, he's the he's the man when it comes yeah. to definitely. if they have a chance to win, <laughs> they need Trey <laughs> Young to be firing on all cylinders. Definitely. Right. So you look at this game, and you mentioned Fred Van Fleet's offense. He finished with 19 points. 8 of 16 shooting, 3 of 7 from 3-point land, but definitely more aggressive on the offensive end. Uh, Lowry, we mentioned 12 points, 4 of 8 shooting, so you have both your backcourt guys shooting 50%. Right. That's great production from your point guards. And again, Trey Young, he kind of got it going in the second half, I mean mostly in that third quarter, and the big thing is you kept a shooting on lock. He finished just 1 of 7 from 3-point land. Yeah. If you're Trey Young, and I mean... Hey, I don't know what what did he finish with. He had six points at the half. Finished with eighteen points, right? So that's a dub. Yeah. You take that dub if you're the Definitely. Toronto
1: Raptors, Definitely. right? for Atlanta. Trey Young has to have twenty plus, and you know upwards of of nine, 10 assists for them. yeah for them to beat, especially a good team like the Raptors. He, totally. he needs to really ball out. Uh, you
0: mentioned Mark Gasol. Mark Gasol and OG Ananobi both left this game with injuries. Yep. And that's on top of Rondé Alice Jefferson, who didn't play in this game. We know Patrick McCaw's already out as yep. well. And so there's no update. I just checked from the post game, and Nick Nurse did say uh, Gasol's hamstring injury and Ananobi hurt his shoulder. They'll both be evaluated further tomorrow. So no update there. And I mean, it's just a reminder that I know everyone's going to be like, oh, we just can't stay healthy. We just can't stay healthy. To me, right, we talked about this from the start of the season, right? And I'm going to emphasize this because a lot of people were wondering, like, why didn't you think the Raptors would be good this year? Why were you saying they were going to come in wherever? What did I say? Five five to eight. And a part of it was injuries, right? Like injuries was going to play a key factor on this team. And I definitely think that, They've done an exceptional job, obviously, so far. But it's going to be a recurring theme for the whole season. That's just what happens when you're dealing with older players and players who have a history of injuries. And that is OG, that is Norm, that is Fred Van Fleet, right? So it's a tough break, but on the flip side, I mean, I love Marc Gasol. We know that. (laughs) I want Marc Gasol to play. I think he helps our offense greatly. But with no Marc Gasol, that means more minutes for your boy, Q. Boucher. Chris, Chris Boucher. And if I always say our guy, Jeff Berg, is mm-hmm. he's the mayor of Boucher Island, you might have a seat on, on uh, the city council or the <laughs> island council. But Chris Boucher tonight, limited minutes, yep. but he came in and did his normal job. Got on the glass, had that offensive rebound dunk. Nine points, five rebounds, four of eight shooting from Boucher.
1: Why do you like Chris Boucher so much Q you know what it's it's two things mm-hmm. one is you look at him and he's 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 what is he 6'10", 6'11", 200 pounds he, he just doesn't look like he should be effective in the NBA <laughs> yeah right yep but then you look at the score you look at the energy off the bench and he just does it. Yeah. Right. He he does things that any winning team, any any team would, any coach would like. Right. He challenges every shot. He challenges for every rebound. He runs the floor. He shoots threes. Mm-hmm. He, he dunks. He it just it just excitement and energy off the bench. And I think that that there's not a team in the league that that that, that, that couldn't help. Totally. It, it's basketball, right? And yeah.
0: one thing, coaches like to count on consistency and energy and effort yeah. is consistent. And you know that when Chris Boucher comes in, he might get some quick fouls, but it's because of effort. Yeah, You know he's getting on the offensive glass. You know that's something that the Raps can use. And again, he's getting to play because there's no Marc Gasol. And you would much rather have Marc Gasol, for sure. There's no yeah. doubt about that. Nobody's saying that. But if you're looking for silver linings you're going to get more Chris Boucher time. Uh, Something that's blowing up right now in the chat on Twitter Mm -hmm. is that the Miami Heat lost, which is big news for the Toronto Raptors as the Raptors are now in the second seed in the Eastern Conference. And that's big because obviously, as we know, what else is going on? First off, in terms of the season, we know the Raptors coming in second is huge because you'd much rather play Whoever's in seventh, Orlando or Brooklyn, Brooklyn, then you'd rather play either
1: Indiana, Philly, yeah, Miami.
0: So that's why the second seed is massive. Definitely, but also, you know, on a way lesser scale, but with something that would be pretty cool is if Nick Nurse and the Raptors come in second. Nick Nurse would be coaching at the All Star game. Yeah, and that'd be a pretty cool feat. Uh, like adding to the list of just great accomplishments for Nick Nurse in his very short time <laughs> yeah, as Toronto Raptors definitely. head coach. And a lot of times you could look at it and be like, oh, well, it's just all-star coach. But I think you'd look at that and be like, yeah, Nick Nurse has coached his ass off this year. Yeah,
1: He's definitely. earned that shit. Yeah. Now, I know the reserves are, are named Thursday. Yeah. Do they re- Now, what I don't know is do they name the coach before then? I think it's by Sunday. By sunday i think okay i think it's sunday i think the
0: date is sunday someone in the chat will correct me because that's how great our fans are but yeah. i'm pretty sure that if it's on sunday whoever's in second place on sunday that's what team's
1: coaching staff okay. will coach uh the i wasn't sure because i know miami doesn't play again till friday so oh okay you know but again i mean as long as the raptors obviously health is an issue but as long as the raptors take care of business. I mean, they got, uh, I believe it's Cleveland on Thursday, Detroit mm-hmm. on Friday. Mm-hmm. You know, those are two should-win games. Yeah. I don't think we should have anything to worry about. Exactly. And, I mean, barring health, obviously, <laughs> as guys yeah, continue ob- to fall. Yeah.
0: But either way, great news for the Toronto Raptors. And one last thing I want to talk about in terms of this game, uh, Pascal Siakam. Siakam finished with 24 points in this game, nine rebounds, two assists. Uh, 8 of 20 from the floor. His free throw shooting's been a little weird as of late. Yeah. But, at the end of the day, uh what do you think of Pascal Siakam's performance tonight? And, just as I give an overall look as since he's come back from injury, what do you make of Pascal and how he's been looking?
1: Um, First off, that, that I mean, congrats to him. NBA Player of the Week. Or, reigning NBA Player of the Week. I don't think any of us went into Sunday thinking that that was possible mm-hmm. um, but I, I mean he won it um, I don't think he, he he's been playing his best basketball since since coming back so yeah. I, just, I mean I think that's why when we've seen him get player of the week you'd like kind of forget that yeah he still he's still, I guess he still had decent numbers mm-hmm. um, but yeah the, I mean the free throw shooting what I like this game was similar to the San Antonio game, is where he came out strong. He came out with energy. Yeah. He, he was mixing it up. We mentioned it in the room, right? The yeah. first play of the game was a set for
0: Pascal, yeah. flash to the basket, right under the rim. Freddie passed it to him and won.
1: Yeah. In the post, right? Exactly. And I think that's where he's effective, right? It, it's when you're playing a team like Atlanta has some long, athletic players, right? players that really can kind of keep up with Pascal on the yeah. perimeter. Yeah. Where he's where he excels is when he's in the post, usually the big guy whether that would have been Collins or whoever was would have been guarding him. That's where he excels because he's quicker than the power than the, than the big guys and he's bigger and stronger than the small guys. Yeah. So that's where he excels. Whereas you put him on the perimeter and I think it's, he's easier to guard out there. Mhm. Right. So when he he is most effective when he mixes it up, some outside, some inside, cutting to the basket, using his speed, his athleticism, his quickness. When yeah. he's just trying to go one on one on on offense and a half court set, he's a little bit easier to guard.
0: I just think too, what ends up happening when he's on the perimeter is he ends up settling for a shot that you can get that any too. possession. Exactly. Right. Anytime down the floor, you can get that fadeaway two or that slightly contested three you can literally get that shot every single time down the floor and hey he came out gunning in the in the san antonio game and you mentioned it same thing tonight and you just want to see more of that where he's getting started inside and then working his way out but i do think that it's very important for them to continuously run plays where they force feed him the ball in the post Get him flashing to the basket. And especially when you're playing against guys like you're talking tonight, right? Like Collins. Those guys are super athletic, but what else are they? They're prone to just biting on pump fakes. Yeah. So we know the spicy P spin, (laughs) but we also know the up fake, the show and go, as you might say. And you can get easy buckets like that or force guys into foul trouble, which I think Siakam had a really good run of doing that in this game as well, which was getting to the line. and. There are points where you're frustrated off of not getting fouls. But what did he do? Get the ball the next time and take it even harder to the basket, and now forcing the ref to make the call. Exactly. Also, what I liked seeing the last two games was something we've talked about that we loved seeing last year, and that's Siakam on the leak out, Damn. getting those easy buckets on the break. That, to me, is so key and so much more of him playing into his strengths as opposed to just settling for jumpers in the half-court set.
1: I think that's the difference between 23 points, 24 points, and the 34 and 36-point Pascal we were seeing earlier in the season Mm -hmm. is you add his obviously growing offensive game in the half-court and in set plays, you add that to the fast break, and he's literally unstoppable. Mm -hmm. He's probably... There's there's not another big man in the league who you'd rather have running the break than Pascal. Giannis?
0: (laughs) Anthony Davis? (laughs) You know what I mean, man. Oh, man. Solid game for Pascal Siakam. Uh, Again, Toronto Raptors win this game 130-114. to They win their eighth straight game. Thanks to the Boston Celtics who beat the Heat 109 to 102, your Toronto Raptors at 33 and 14, again, 33 and 14, move into second place in the Eastern Conference. So huge shouts to the Toronto Raptors for that, for sure. And as mentioned to start this podcast, huge shouts to the Toronto Raptors for their honoring of the legend, Kobe Bryant, who, as mentioned, as we all know by now, uh, lost his life in a horrific plane accident or a helicopter accident, pardon me, on Sunday in Calabasas. And, you know, we mentioned it earlier on in the podcast that we were going to try to, you know, celebrate and talk about our favorite Kobe moments. And we want to hear from you guys. So, Please write in. If you're watching right now on Twitter, like or retweet the pod so that way more people get into this conversation because I really want to go through and read different people's comments of their favorite Kobe moments because we all know about the 81 points. We know about him winning the NBA finals and all that, the five times, but I want more kind of like obscure moments, of real like basketball head moments, right? And stories that have been shared over the past few days and really, you know, just remember the good times of one of the greatest to ever do it because you know, the other thing to me is, and we'll do this as our ask on blast segment, which is our interactive segment on this pod. But the thing to me that struck me is, I was trying to figure out, you know, you're going through trying to figure out your feelings and why you're, why you were moved by what happened on Sunday. Right. And I was trying to make sense of it and it hit me. It was a reason that like to make this simple, I love basketball. Right. And, If I think back to it and you go back to, you know, memories that you have of the game of basketball, I remember, you know, being so happy when moms bought the, uh, bought me a Raptors pullover jacket, you know, when I was a little kid and being so happy about that. And I think about all my childhood friends that I'm still friends with now, we basically are friends because we started playing basketball together as little kids. Right. Like playing in the parks and all that. So basketball has always been such a huge part of my life. And obviously as an adult, it's how I make my living. So I really love basketball. And so when you look at someone like Kobe Bryant, who, you know, I think this was best described by, of all people, of all the things that we've heard, (laughs) the thing that really got me the most was the way that it was described by this fan in a Streeter interview on local LA news.
1: You know, Kobe just meant the world to me and all of us out here in LA, growing up just idolizing somebody who just dedicates their grind to their craft and they don't make them like that anymore. Everybody wanna take the easy route, but Kobe, he was willing to never be satisfied at where he was and he always wanted to push to a higher level and you don't see that no more. So I just appreciate everything you did, Kobe, for real. And I pray for his family, his wife, and all that, his daughter, none of them deserve that. She was gonna be a star. But I am thankful for everything he's done and motivation. And Nipsey too. Rest in peace, then, for real. That's crazy how both of the murals just happen to be right here. That that should tell us something like hopefully it inspires people, you know, just to be the best version of themselves.
0: His grind to better his craft. And the guy said, they don't make them like that anymore. In this era, everybody wants the easy way out. Yeah. And instead, Kobe wanted the hard way. He was already gifted with God given abilities, and that wasn't enough for him. He wanted the most, he wanted more. Imagine the cockiness of coming into the league telling everyone you're gonna be the next Michael Jordan and coming very close to living up to that. That's insane. Yeah. And so I think, you know, the appreciation that we all have for basketball and the love that we have for basketball and to see someone like, have that same love times a hundred thousand trillion and show it to you, but also being of an age where we were able to watch him do what he does mm-hmm. from the beginning from a little kid entering the league at 17 years old to you know the ups and downs to watching him as an old man not being able to do it anymore because his body just broke down after all those yep. years, being able to see all the highs and lows of that and playing sports as a kid. The biggest thing I've always said this is why all kids should play sports is the lessons learned, right? The lessons of wins and losses, and especially the losses. And if you look at Kobe's career, some difficult, huge, massive losses and being able to come back even stronger to be fueled by that. Like there's just so many lessons involved in it that had me trying to figure out why am I so like moved by this? Why is it that... I'm sitting here on Sunday and no other games matter. I'm just watching all Kobe coverage and trying to figure out, man, why is this hitting me so hard? But the one thing I want to say though is I know there was a debate on whether they should have played games or whether they didn't play games and all that stuff. But the one thing I want to say that was interesting to me was seeing all of these grown men crying on the court and the shots that you saw of all the players and even you know there's a shot of the Spurs bench and you're seeing Tim Duncan crying and Becky Hammond grabbing the towel wiping her eye and then passing it to the assistant coach who then did this like seeing that human emotion and seeing that's how you're feeling at the same time it's a reminder of why basketball is at the level that it is now in our society because there's a relatability to it and You don't normally see it. And it sucks that it was in such a tragic example of that. But it was just a reminder of that NBA basketball community that exists. And, you know, I think about it again, most of my life in this industry, I wrote. My, the first story I ever wrote, the first feature I ever wrote in this business was about Kobe. The person I've written about the most, I went upstairs in, in uh, my offices today and talked to my old boss and, and we were just sitting down talking and we were laughing about the fact he's like, yeah, you wrote a lot of Kobe stories and a lot of LeBron stories. That's a lot of how I spent my adult life. And, you know, to think of all the memories, man, that's how I'm trying to heal and get better. And I want to give this opportunity for everyone to do the same. So Let's read some comments now. And someone says, uh, Kobe at the ACC 2016 versus LBJ. Uh, That's from Styles on Twitter. And that's obviously a reference to All-Star Weekend. I remember I was lucky enough to go. I was there. Snuck down. Yep. I I probably shouldn't say. Did I just say that on the mic? <laughs> did I just stitch on myself on the mic? But anyways, my seats were. Uh, what's it called? The uh, what's it called when enough time has passed? What's it called? There's a technical like legal term for uh, for when enough time has passed, and so it doesn't matter now. But anyways, yeah. the point of what I'm trying to make is um,
1: statute of limitations. statute of limitations <laughs> is
0: up. Yes. So I was sitting right behind that basket, and the 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 juice in the arena when Kobe, when LeBron was like, okay, it's my turn to guard you. Yeah. And he like was slapping the court and Drake's up in his seat and the crowd, like the juice in the building at that moment was incredible. And I just thought that was an incredible moment. And I posted it online. I had a video of Kobe checking out of the game and the crowd going crazy. That was just a great moment. And I'm so happy it happened in the city of Toronto because yeah. it was just such a great moment for the city as well. Because it represented, hey, here's another chance for these two teams to be linked, Kobe and the city to be linked for something else other than 81. Yeah. Do you know what I
1: mean? And, and you know what? This, this city this city loves Kobe. So again, I remember True. working the, the Laker games and you'd walk into, into the building and there was literally more Kobe jerseys than Vince jerseys, than, than Chris <laughs> Bosch jerseys, yeah. than the Rosen jerseys. Like, there, it was... It, this was almost... It seemed like a Laker home game sometimes.
0: Yeah. That oh, no. So, like, especially some of those down years for the Raps. Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind that there were more Kobe jerseys and Laker fans than there were Raptor fans in some of those years. Definitely. And the reason why I go back to that 2016 All-Star game, like our uh, viewer that just wrote in and said that, was because... 2016 if you remember it's at a time where the franchise is bubbling right like they're on the come up back to relevance and so just to have that moment take place in toronto as well it was just such a blessed vibe yeah mind you the negative of that weekend was how cold it was i don't know (laughs) if i've ever been that cold in my life but still great memory great moment as well for sure um Let's get some more comments. We're sharing more Kobe memories. Matthew on Twitter checks in and says, him shooting free throws with a torn Achilles. <laughs> that yeah. is just like... If you watch, enough you know, sports, forget about whatever the league is, yeah. right? But you watch guys go down with Achilles injuries. They're on the ground. That. They don't get up, and they're being helped off the court. This guy got up, hit two free throws, and then walked off the court himself, <laughs> yeah. right? Like even go back to KD last year, right? Yeah. KD, we saw him down yeah. on the ground. Two guys had to come. He's on people's shoulders, and he's being carried off the court. Yeah. And you know, Richard Sherman. That's
1: what I just oh, to you're mention. gonna say yeah. that? Go ahead, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, as Richard Sherman uh, posted it, um, I have seen a lot of comments about it on Twitter saying yeah. saying when he when he tore his Achilles, he was down on 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 the ground. And he just thought about Kobe, and he's like, "Nah, nah, get away from me! I have to get up and walk <laughs> off the field, right?" And he, you know, it is, and it's just that kind of thinking like that is that kind of mentality <coughs> that makes that that earns respect. Even if you weren't a Laker fan, not a Kobe fan, you had it was it was hearing how other greats viewed him. Yeah, you have, you know, I me. Mean, I remember um, Kevin Garnett. Mm-hmm. I remember him doing an interview and talking about how he was in his bed and he looked at the clock and it said 12.30 and he just thought, Kobe's got to be in the gym right now. Yeah. Right? Kobe's got to be in the gym right now. So he got up out of his bed <laughs> at 12.30 at night to go into his his gym in his house to go work on his game because he knew that in L.A. it was only 9 and Kobe <laughs> was, was in the gym working on it. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and it's that type of mentality that, you know,
0: made Kobe who he was. Yeah. It's so funny you bring that up and it's so funny cuz it makes me think about uh yesterday on Tim and Sid. I, it was such a blessed moment we had Cabbie on yep, and longtime, one, yeah. you know, fans of the score. Like those are my OGs, right? Those are the dudes that I came up under Cabbie, Tim and Sid and like, you know, I came up under those dudes, learned so much from those dudes and it was just such a cool Uh, like flashback to have cab on the show and talk about the cabbie and kobe series right and how like cool and important that was for a basketball fan base to see a different side of kobe that you never really got to see one that was funny and see the personality shine but it brought back so many memories and cab was one of the people i messaged when this happened because i knew how much that relationship meant to him i knew they still had a relationship now where they would text here and there you know and So one of the things I told Cab, and I shared this online as well, because it's one of the things that stuck with me for so long. In the early days back at 370, we'd be working late night. It'd be 1 a.m., 2 a.m. in the morning. And it's an open office space. And Cab would always look up and be like, yo, Shelly, you still down there? What are you working on? What are you cooking up? And we'd start talking and he'd always say the same thing. He'd be like, you know why you grinding right now, right? You know why you grinding? Because you know what Kobe's doing right now. Somewhere, wherever Kobe is, he's shooting jumpers. Why? Because he's a mamba. He's bean. And that's why he's bean. He's the dude. Because he's shooting jumpers right now and everyone else is sleeping. That's why we work hard, right? That was always a thing. And I'll be honest, as you mentioned, I wasn't the biggest Kobe guy coming up because I'm an MJ baby. So you have this kid coming in saying he's the next mj I don't really like that. But over the years, this man demanded your respect by his play on the floor and i will say cab was one of the early people to be on me be like what do you mean you can't wrap cob like this guy's this guy's that dude right and so to have all those memories of, that's always in my head. Working late night, what do you think Kobe's doing right now? That's oh. why he's the mamba. That's why he's Kobe Bean, because he's shooting jumpers, right? The late night sessions, That's always sticks in my mind, man. And you said it, people respecting the work ethic, respecting the gangster of Kobe oh. Bean Bryant, that's incredible. How many times did you hear of all the athletes that have spoken this past week this past few days just talk about that same thing from all sports the thing they respected about kobe was the work ethic and you demanded that respect because of how good he was but as i check in on instagram dan says as embarrassing as the 81 game 81 point game was it was low-key an honor still we witnessed greatness yeah it was funny. I remember because the game aired on the score and I was working that Sunday night. I don't remember what I was doing. I don't know if we did like the P.O. dubs on Sunday nights back then. But for some reason, I was at work Sunday night late. And as I'm leaving, I walk past the TV and Kobe had something crazy. Like it was like the third quarter and it was bubbling. Yeah. And it was one of those. Hold on. let me. And I had my jacket on. I had my bag on my shoulder. And it was one of those hold on, let me sit back down (laughs) for a second. And it was incredible. Like, you're watching it just thinking, and the thing that I always remember about that game that needs to be emphasized, it wasn't that just Kobe was just jacking because that's what Kobe does. They needed those buckets, right? Like, it was Kobe, save us. We need you to win this game. And that, to me, was the most impressive part of that 81 points game. And I just think, like,
1: it was incredible. Yeah, it's I just remember thinking to myself like, if I'm on the court, like I, I can't let a man just go for 81. <laughs> right? And every and every, yeah, I think and, everyone's I, and, mentality at, yeah. is that. But what were they going to do? They tried to
0: double team.
1: <laughs> they tried to do this. They tried to do that. No, I but mean, what I'm is like, even if even the other Lakers, it just it's like like it wasn't like it, like his last game where he scored the six, 16, Obviously, he was pass the ball to Will. Yeah, And yeah, let yeah, Kobe yeah, cook, yeah, yeah. but. 81, and like everybody else's box score was like hey, seven points, two <laughs> points, four points. I'm like, I gotta play ball too. Yes,
0: yes, that's yes. what
1: I remember. I remember thinking that, like, I just can't let my teammate get 81. <laughs> if he gets 81, I have to have like 35 assists.
0: Yeah, no, and for sure. Uh, K2's Garnett checks in and says, Kobe choking out Rajah Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the battles Kobe had with the Suns. To me, that's the other part of Kobe Bryant's legacy, right? There's certain athletes that give you moments that I will always remember where I was for these moments. Like the, the game winner against the Suns, I remember I was visiting a bunch of my buddies that went to McGill in Montreal, and we had a pretty wild night the night before. But I remember just hearing, rolling over, and everyone's like yelling and running out to the living room. And it was just before kobe gets the ball hits that first lay in to tie it and then hit the game winner and the scream the beating the chest like that is just an iconic moment again i'll never forget where i was when that moment happened same thing for the 81 points same thing for kobe's final game like that night i remember the hype machine because i was all in on the farewell tour because at that point it's we're witnessing greatness, yeah. right? It's not that often once a generation that happens. You know what I mean? Where we can say, and hey, we're lucky enough to say we're going to see Kobe's full run and now we're seeing LeBron's full run. Love them, yep. love either of them or hate both of them. Bottom line is you got to respect the level of greatness that they've achieved. And so that night when you're heading into Kobe's last game, remember that was also the night of the Warriors trying to beat the Bulls record. Yeah. And the talk heading into the night was, well, what's more important? What are you going to watch more, the Warriors game or the Kobe game? And I was fully on board saying the Kobe game. Like, this is the last time we're going to see Kobe on the court. A team could get to 73 wins again, but I know I'm never seeing Kobe Bryant on the court again. And that game... Lived up to the hype, and we were at some random bar. Me, my boy, a beer. A bunch of us were out, and we watched it at this bar. And I remember there was a TV on this side that had the Warriors game, and a TV on this side that had the the Kobe game. And if you think about it, in Toronto, that to me was also a moment because wait a second, they moved all the hockey people downstairs to the <laughs> to the basement, right? No. And said, "You guys, hockey's on downstairs tonight." basketball's up on upstairs on all the TVs. And we were just going crazy. Like the scenes from that night, the Snoop shot where Snoop's just like waving, going crazy as he's hitting shots. Hoves in the front row. Jay's yep. going crazy. Kanye, the old Kanye is going <laughs> crazy, right? Like all the seeds of all the people just so hype. And you think of the shots of his family there too. Watching you know what? Like, the I, Mamba I, I,
1: out. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, they were just giving him the ball. Yeah. But Utah needed that game. But also, who <laughs> you know I mean? cares? And no but, no, but I was just saying, They like, could give they, a lot of players... They were, and, they, were, they were guarding him. Yeah. But the thing is the type of shots he made. It wasn't yeah, like they yeah, were just, yeah, 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 like, yeah. letting him, you know, lay up the ball with nothing. Like, they were actually guarding him for a point, a, a decent point in that game. And he was just showing the Kobe... The whole arsenal came out that game. Yeah. And big shots because at the
0: end of the day, too... I mean, you need to hit clutch shots. So the NBA is filled with a bunch of dudes that get to shoot a lot of shots every night. But can you still get to 60 and hit game-winning shots with dudes (laughs) in your face, right? Um, Incredible. Another comment, T-Mac and Kobe's story of their rookie years was amazing. T-Mac was going to work out. Kobe was like, it's the offseason. Why are you working out? T-Mac chilled, went to the weight room where he saw Kobe. Yeah. (laughs) so many of those stories coming out One that was really funny I saw online uh Lou Will and Swaggy P were going back and forth on Twitter and they're just talking about you know the Kobe moments and how older Kobe OG Kobe was Mm -hmm. with that Lakers team that didn't really win a lot of games but they were telling the story how uh They were like, Remember when we got blown out in Portland and Kobe got so mad at us, he came in the locker room and took back all his Kobe shoes from us. (laughs) He's like, Y'all can't wear these shoes.
1: Y'all are soft.
0: (laughs) Right? That's amazing. That's only Kobe could do that. Right? That's incredible. And that's a mentality that will live on forever that we will remember the Mamba mentality. You know, that's so incredible. People are also pointing to the. The T Mac interview that T Mac did on the jump yesterday. That I, I don't know if anyone was able to watch that without bawling tears because that was a tough one. But getting to hear all those stories and all those different relationships that I didn't even really know about over the past couple years yeah. or past couple days, sorry, T Mac and Kobe going back.
1: Gilbert Arenas, you hear about the Gilbert Arenas? No, I didn't hear Gilbert, Gilbert Arenas no. said. One of the last conversations he had with Kobe is like Kobe told him like you have a brilliant basketball mind. Stop being an idiot on social media and go, <laughs> and go coach somebody, right? And and then Gilbert Arena was like, you know, I'm taking this advice and, yeah. and today I'm starting my coaching career. Right? Oh, so I didn't even see that. That's it's just that's like incredible. that. Like if you, like, it's just it's just that. Like even if you've never seen the man play, if you've never if you're not a basketball fan, it's just hearing the way that these other Big time celebrities uh, players mm-hmm. talk about him. You knew you knew he was a he was just an extraordinary person.
0: Yeah. Uh Glow Girl Smile brings up Doc Rivers' post where Doc's basically he Doc's is. unable to like yeah. he can't even utter the words, right? And you can see the tears coming down his face. And Doc Rivers is a guy, obviously, that just battled Kobe for most of his yeah. career, right? Yeah. So you see the level of respect. Same thing for Pop. Pop came out after that Raptors game on Sunday and just thanked the media for letting the team have their space. Also said we lost, but who cares? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And was just, you know, that's a guy that had battles against Kobe. But again, the level of respect that you're yeah. seeing from that guy, um, just an incredible
1: thing. See, I- Iverson wore the sweater of of Kobe celebrating the victory over the 76ers, right? Yeah. It's just it just it makes you forget about whatever you're going through. Mm-hmm. And you just give your respect to him.
0: AI also told the story in his, uh, he had an Instagram post and he told the story about going out to LA during his rookie year and Kobe taking him out for dinner. Yeah. And then after dinner, uh, Kobe's like, yo, AI, what are you doing? And AI's like, oh, I'm going to the club. And What are you doing, Kobe? And Kobe's like, oh, I'm going to the gym. And AI was just like, really? Like, he's so thrown <laughs> off. Yeah. But he's like, that's what described Kobe. That's what yeah. made Kobe, Kobe, right? Like, my guy, just the the work ethic, the fact that, you know, the thing that makes it a lot more sad as well is because you've seen what he had planned in his post-basketball career. Yeah, And he's a guy that seemed so at peace with where he was, being a father, taking his daughter to, like, having the means, a lot of fathers would say they would do this but who knows how many fathers actually would. But my guy built the Mamba Academy yeah. for elite volleyball players because his oldest daughter's a volleyball player. Yeah. And and Gigi was a basketball player. And so you built this huge facility, essentially, to help not only your daughters, but also a bunch of other young girls succeed in sports when yeah. it's at a time when we know the fight that's going on right now in society yeah. to profile and headline women's sports like it's incredible. It's all honestly incredible.
1: Speaking of the mama mentality, I remember I, I seen the seen the meme. It was actually a uh it was a tweet that Kobe did of uh his daughter's team mm-hmm. and they blew out some team some something ridiculous by like eighty eight points or something like that. Yeah. And his tweet was this team beat us in <laughs> overtime last year. And and he ran up the score on them just <laughs> just to prove a point, right? And it's that it's that and it, and it sounds ruthless, but it's yeah. like that's Kobe, like yeah. you know the, that's Kobe, that's Mike, yeah. that that's that's greatness. Shout out to my guy
0: Rashmadani, who's like. He went from, he was going to the Super Bowl, then the Kobe thing happened, went to LA, and now is going back to cover the Super Bowl. Yeah. So he's been all over the place. But one of the stories he did yesterday, he tracked down one of the AAU coaches that would play against Kobe's team. Mm-hmm. And this guy said that before the game that they played them, Kobe came up to him and was like, Hey, man, I know you, you guys are, and the coach, the other coach is like of an inner city school, right? Mm-hmm. Or an inner city team, sorry. Yeah. And so Kobe came up to him and he's like, Hey, man, you guys are a lot more athletic, a lot more like rougher than our girls. And we're used to playing like just a different style of ball. So I really want you guys to like run up the score on us. Like that's what he went and told the other team yeah. just because he's about the lesson that he right. wanted his girls team to improve to, again, what do did, what did I start off this whole thing by saying? The beauty of sports is the lessons learned in the wins and losses. And sometimes the bigger lessons come in the losses. Yeah. Right. And so even to have something like that where my guy is telling the opposing team's coach, Hey, I need you to run up the score in this game. Beat us by a lot. Yeah. I need my girls to learn. That's <laughs> you're talking about 13-year-old girls. Yeah. That's incredible. Like, oh man. It's it's so tough to think about. But again, we're left with all these things now, these great memories, as Tammy brought brings up. Tammy on Instagram says. I've watched deer basketball about 12 times the last two days and deer basketball to me is so incredible because that's what I said, right? That's the link to all of us. That's why this has been so tough for all of us as basketball fans, because we love basketball and deer basketball was his ode to that. And to have a highly successful NBA player and then say, Okay, well, I'm gonna go do this now, and then win an Oscar. Yeah, <laughs> like that doesn't make sense. It doesn't, right? Yeah. That doesn't make sense because if it was that easy, everybody would do yeah. it, right?
1: And and you know, it, it's it's one of those things where where you we got to witness the greatness of Kobe on the court, but we only got to see a glimpse of the greatness off the court, right? Mm-hmm. The, the coaching, to the see where. You know i mean i mean when i first heard it i was obviously like everybody else i was like whatever this is just another mm-hmm. one of those phony posts about a celebrity yeah, yeah. about a celebrity dying i don't believe it yeah turned on obviously picked up my phone turned on the tv and it was, it was still a report it wasn't nothing was confirmed you know what i mean and i was i was just when it first got confirmed i, I was more i would say i was more in shock than anything that, that sad is like even now it's just seeing it like Kobe's gone, like it doesn't seem real, yeah. But what tore me up was his daughter being on that plane for that, sure, that man. Was, for sure, that was. I, I, I've uh, I yeah. mean, I'm like, I'm like probably like every other guy, like, I don't cry that often. Like, it's not, yeah. all, I, I was shedding, I've been shedding tears for t- two days, and it's yeah. just a thing, like, you know, my daughter plays hockey and amongst other sports, and I've taken her to 500 plus games and I just couldn't imagine that, yeah. that feeling and you know just like some, some of those the, uh, the guys on Instagram were saying it's like imagine the helicopter going out of control and your daughter's right there and there's nothing you can do but told her and like yeah. what, what was that you know what I mean you yeah, almost yeah, yeah. don't want to think about what those last moments would have been must have been like yeah. you know what I mean it's it's
0: it's crazy to think about and it's so super sad on multiple levels and you know it's, it's one of those things where he will be like we got to see him and his daughter in those moments courtside. Yeah, we got to get at least a glimpse into what that daddy daughter life was in those Instagram videos of her <laughs> shooting at him and just in knowing, their house. Yeah, and right? just knowing
1: that she 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 wanted to be him yeah. for the women's game, and you know, man, shout out shout out to the to um, uh, uh, Gino, Coach Gino, mm-hmm. and, and UConn. Yeah, how the how they they did the tribute and gave her own jersey, jersey. like all of that, just. Yeah, man. Every it's like every time I, I have to pick, put it on my phone today. It's like every yeah. time I pick up my phone. <laughs> it was the past two just... days
0: have been yeah. You're okay. You think you're all right, and then yeah. you scroll Twitter for a bit, and then you see something else, and then you're like, oh man, I'm a mess again. I gotta put my phone down. Yeah, it was... yeah man. It's it's been a tough day, but the one thing that I, I will say about the basketball community, and I don't just mean the NBA. I mean the larger yeah. global community of basketball. The one thing we've gotten to see is that we get to mourn together. Yeah. Right. And like have these different platforms where we can share stories. Like someone writes in on Twitter saying, and this is such a Kobe thing. What about Kobe reading and learning the refs manual so that he could learn what fouls he could sneak in? <laughs> right. Yeah, <we> just... <laughs> um by Noir in uh Instagram says, What kind of human scores 60 in his last game? Hashtag legendary. Right? Like these are just things that we will not We talk about 81 points because it's Kobe, but like really when you sit down and say you watched a dude because Will Chamberlain scoring 100 points, like you know he's just bigger than all those other dudes that he was playing, right? Like you know that's a thing. But watching Kobe sitting there and saying, yo, my team needs me to get 81 to win this game and then being able to do it. Double teams don't matter. Your one-two-two two
1: zone don't matter. Yeah, <laughs> Your like, timeouts don't matter. And that's like, the thing. I mean, I, I mean, we always see all all of these high school players that come and score, you know, <coughs> eighty, ninety, a hundred points in their games. And you go, like, these guys are 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 eighteen years old. Yeah. Damn near NBA players mm-hmm. playing against a bunch of high school kids, yeah. right? but this guy did it. And like, let's not let's not kid ourselves. Jalen Rose is a legit NBA player for sure. You know what I mean? The Raptors. You know what I mean? It wasn't he wasn't doing this against nobodies. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just to even have that that mentality to just go into a game and go for eighty one. It's crazy to me. Uh You
0: dog mind checks in and says, "I remember when Kobe was on a tear, averaging forty points per game in a ten game span. So I was working at the score, and we we're doing March Madness. Okay, so we're wall to wall March Madness coverage. Yeah. I will never forget." We broke in to March Madness coverage to run a highlight pack of Kobe Bryant because my guy was just going off night in, night out, the 40 game run, which is that the 40 point game run was just so insane. (laughs) And again, it's just like, and this is, you know, shouts to James Harden and what we've seen from James Harden the past few years, but this is in the pre hand check rules, right? So, like, you could hand check, you could grab, you could claw, you could do all these things, and my guy
1: didn't matter. And again, All of those games, he needed forty points for those Laker teams to pull out those victories. Yeah, right. So it's not garbage minutes. It's not, you know what I mean. Man, it's just like I said. I wasn't. I wasn't a big Kobe fan, obviously, because I'm the MJ guy. And if you come into the league, anybody that came into the league. That says that either said that they were the next Michael Jordan, or the media tried to pose as the next Michael Jordan. I was not a fan of them off top, just because I was like, no, you you gotta earn, you gotta earn it. You don't just get it handed to you. But the man earned my respect, man. He is yeah, a legend.
0: A legend. I think what did uh, what did? There's a great thing on YouTube. You should look it up. It was when Kobe played his last game, Kendrick Lamar. Scoop Jackson wrote the feature, but Kendrick Lamar voiced it, and they mix it into his song, Levitate. But he has a line in it that said something like, our true, real L.A. King. And it's just like, yeah, that's Kobe Bryant. And there's talk today about the funeral and how it might be at the Coliseum, (laughs) which seats 80,000 people. And at first it sounds kind of like, what, really? But when you break it down, yeah, and they still might not have enough food yeah, for everybody. mean, people that all, would show all outside.
1: That was, yeah. Yeah. So,
0: um, people calling
1: for, for parades and all type of stuff, man. But, the
0: Instagram know. feed is about to go down. We're going to continue for a little bit more just sharing Kobe stories. So, if you want to continue that Instagram, go to the link in bio, click that link, and you can continue the conversation with us as we continue to share Kobe moments. Um, just because, I mean, there's so many things. The Matt Barnes flinch, I think, is like yep. so hilarious. <laughs> just yep. because, and they were talking about that recently as well on uh, Matt Barnes' podcast, the Matt Barnes and uh, Steven Jackson podcast. Yeah. That was really cool. Um, and you just think of the different Kobe Bryant, just stories that you've heard over the past few years, the different iterations of his team, just in terms of like, you know, whether it's Kobe Bryant doing, um, whether it's Kobe Bryant and the Young Bucks when he showed up to practice and just like ripped them to shreds that day, yep. right? Telling them they were crap. That video that they had recently of him on Jimmy Kimmel.
1: Yep. <laughs> where,
0: you know, he's out, he's injured, but the rest of the team, they broke like a losing streak, like an eight game losing streak, yeah. and they're so happy in the post game. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just the look on his face just sitting there. And Jimmy Kimmel, who I always rap, Jimmy Kimmel, is the best. But Jimmy Kimmel just asked Kobe, he's like, so would they be reacting like that if you were there? And the look on Kobe's face. Oh, it's so perfect, man. Kobe Bean. uh, The other thing too is, I wonder what his career is because number eight Kobe, a lot of people aren't familiar with that number eight Kobe. No, But number eight Kobe was a problem, right? Young Buck Kobe was a problem, problem, right? Like that is insane. Like, the athleticism, yeah. the raw athleticism. Plus, it's a different era, especially for us in Canada, in terms of were we able to get those games, right? Because basketball wasn't the, at the same level that it was now, when every only, Lakers and Clippers game is pretty much on TV. You're
1: only getting like we were like we were talking the Sunday night NBC, the Sunday afternoon NBC yep. triple header. That, that was, was all just... the basketball you were able to get outside <laughs> of Rafterland. <laughs>
0: raptors on the new vr we were talking about yeah. that the other day um my guy neil checks in on twitter and says saw kobe play twice first time was at maple leaf gardens woo you back? Uh, also said 81 point game may have in part brought about a regime change with the raptors put them on the road to respect it's true that 81 point it's true <laughs> that's a very st- true a slap
1: in the face you better wake up after that <laughs>
0: It's very true. Yeah. Uh, another comment on Insta- on Twitter. Sorry, Kobe speaking in Spanish to Paul Gasol to set plays without other teams knowing. <laughs> like that's the other part. Being so super smart.
1: Yeah, they're uh, saying they're saying he's a Renaissance man. He, he knew like three four languages. Yeah. Man, man, he play the piano? Yeah. Remember rapping, Kobe. Rapping, Kobe, rapping and the Kobe, the Brian ty- McKnight song? Yeah. Brian McKnight and then the Tyra Banks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> man. Rapping Kobe, man. Oh, man. It's so many
1: memories. And Taking Brandy to the prom. <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow. Yeah, that was a thing. Brandy yeah. to the prom. Brandy. Wow. Wow.
1: <laughs> I mean, we, 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 you know what? It, it's one of those things where. You know what I mean? It's almost like, you know, when we used to watch Fresh Prince and we kind of grew up with Carlton and grew yeah, up with yeah, Will yeah, yeah, yeah. and grew up with Ashley, yeah. we grew up with Kobe. For sure. Right? The man was maybe, what is he, like three years older than us? Three, four years? We grew up with Kobe.
0: I mean, Kobe, the, the thing Before
1: that's interesting. Before the social media area, we grew up with Kobe.
0: The thing that's interesting about Kobe, right, and I keep saying this, was you saw the highs and lows of his life, right? Yeah. And, you know, you, you think about what happened to him in Denver. You think about the uh, near divorce he almost had with his wife. It's just you seeing real life shit and you saw on mm-hmm. the court shit and just peaks and valleys and seeing him go and grow up yep. much like you would see you know, any normal human being grow up and rise and fall and make mistakes and get back up and mature and grow. That's incredible, man. That's honestly incredible. And, and to to be able to say that we were able to witness all that and to see how happy and at peace he was at the end,
1: yeah.
0: uh, definitely, guys, go watch those two videos. The one interview with Matt Barnes and um, Steven Jackson on the All the Smoke podcast. And then also there's an interview on Barstool. It's called The Corp. And it's with Alex Rodriguez and Big Cat. Those two interviews, man. I re- The crazy part is I literally watched those two things like last week. Yeah. And I just remember being in awe of how like chill my guy was. My guy was just in such like, he just so calm and cool and relaxed and seemed at peace. And hearing him talk about Gianna and how you're right. And just how like, you know. He's like, I didn't even really watch basketball that much since I retired, and she came to me and wanted to get league pass, (laughs) right? And that made him get back into watching ball. Like, that is crazy. And if you look on social media today, there's a huge thing because uh, there's a, a video that you will watch, and if you have a soul, you will probably shed tears, but L. Duncan on ESPN told the story of seeing Kobe and being so excited to meet Kobe And then as she started walking over, Kobe notices that she's pregnant and she was like eight months pregnant. So belly's like big, 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 big. And he ran right over and he was so excited. And he was like, oh, what kind of kid are you having? Like, what what kid are you having? And she's like a girl. And he was just like gushing like, oh, that's the best. I love girls, blah, 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 blah. And he's just going on and on about how great it was to have girls girl kids and then you know it led to this whole thing he's like i love being a girl dad and now girl dad is still the number three trending topic right now in canada just based off that and if you go to that link on social on twitter all it is are dads taking pictures with their daughters yeah and it's just like that's what i mean that's why i wanted to do this and i needed a couple days to do it (laughs) to probably be able to get through it without actually crying but like Just being able to share and try to find some sort of silver linings from something that is so difficult and so tragic. But, yeah, Kobe Bryant will live forever. And, you know, we'll see the tributes continue. Um, We know the funeral will be a massive thing. He's going to go into the the All-Star game will be a big thing. All-Star
1: game, Hall of Fame in the fall. The
0: Lakers were supposed to play tonight, but that game got postponed. Um, I mean, I don't even know how LeBron would have even attempted to try to get on the court. Like he said, he – I mean – If you listen to what LeBron said Saturday night after passing Kobe, it almost sounds like a eulogy that he's giving, and to then have what happened happen the next day, and LeBron say that he talked to Kobe before he got on the flight back to LA Sunday morning, man... You know, there's no wonder why the Lakers game was canceled. I totally yeah. understand that. Totally get that. I couldn't imagine what that would be like to see 20,000
1: people. But apparently, apparently the whole Laker, like uh, LeBron the Lakers had on, on speakerphone. So the oh. whole locker room heard Kobe's last conversation with, with LeBron. LeBron.
0: Oof. Oof. So to think about that, right, and see, like, the scenes. What would those scenes have looked like at Staples Center tonight, yeah, right? Was- All of L.A. L.A. versus L.A., There would have been 20,000, well, 30,000 if you include, like, all the employees and players and all that, just in tears. So, I mean, it might happen anyways Friday night when the Lakers play. But as mentioned, I mean, with time passing, hopefully time heals and people get to to mourn however people decide to mourn because everyone's going to do it differently. And I'm going to watch. I PBR'd it. I got to go back and watch the TNT special that they had on tonight. Um... Which is probably there's clips flying around on social media right now where you're seeing Shaq, probably the biggest baddest human being athlete we've had, yeah. and he's just sitting there crying grown man tears,
1: and you that, know that, I mean I was in tears watching that yeah. before coming here so yeah, I, I was just... I was sitting
0: there at work and I was, I was sitting there at work watching it before I left and I'm like uh all right I gotta go guys <laughs> later. <laughs> yeah. But again, thank you guys. I really appreciated that. Thank you Q for for stopping in and being able to do this with me and go through some Kobe memories because I don't know if I would have been able to do this by myself. I don't know if I would have been able to do this without you guys listening and watching and sharing your comments as well because, you know, as mentioned, the reason, one of the main reasons I wanted to do this was because we could give the opportunity for platforms like this. Where we can talk and share and just have, you know, an open space where we could talk about things like this and just share experiences, right? Share things as basketball fans, right? Yep. Um, as someone checks in here and says, Yo, did you guys hear what Dwight Howard said after the game on Saturday night? I did. And that was another thing that just read. He was just talking about we need to do more of, of you know, giving people their flowers while they're still here.
1: Definitely. And I think... How poignant is
0: that, man?
1: You know what I mean? And I, and I think, you know, if there's any good... I mean, obviously, there's, t- it's it's hard to say this, but if there's any good that's come of it, it's just... I think it makes people realize that you really do have to appreciate everybody. Like I've... Like I said, you know what I mean? Tell your kids, if anything, that, that you love them every day. Mm-hmm. Hug them. Yeah. You never know. Like, if... It's a Superman superhero like Kobe.
0: Yeah,
1: that's what makes it so tough. I was saying to my
0: my old boss T Mac earlier today. I was just like, the thing about this is, you know, there's like icons. Again, you come across a couple of them in your generation that you can say you got to watch their whole lives, their whole career, and like those people seem invincible. Yeah. So you think you get to watch them grow old, and instead to see Kobe go out like that, it's so it does it's surreal still. It's so surreal because it's not how you would expect it to end, yeah. not, and you wouldn't expect it to end for anyone like that. But I'm just saying, someone who you always appear and view as being larger than life.
1: Yeah,
0: it's just as you're saying, the reminder to you know not take anything for granted, and you know count your blessings every day. Definitely. So again, Q, thank you for for coming in and rocking with us. Really appreciate it. Where can the people Anytime. hit you up to continue to share their favorite Kobe moments with you, man?
1: um anytime anytime um simply underscore just underscore q that's on instagram that's on twitter um uh, you can also check either myself or me and um our homie foots hola um at uh dds caps um check us out DDScaps.com still selling still selling our stuff hope to have some new stuff going soon um yeah I man just you know rest in peace colby yes all right. and gianna and the other seven um victims
0: beautiful souls lost man beautiful souls lost uh, but thank you guys for tuning in as you do live on twitter and thank you, to you guys that have been rocking with us through this whole thing we're well over an hour on this and i really appreciate you guys sticking with us and rocking with us here as you do all the time especially on something like this where we're able to talk and share stories uh but Again, Wrap It Up podcast available on Twitter after each and every game live on Twitter at Shell Alexander. Comments and questions on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. And again, to hear the full podcast, go to iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, 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 YouTube, Google Play, all that fun stuff. Again, like and subscribe rock with us share the love that is a wrap it up podcast we're here for you the only live and interactive raptors post-game show there is and again another platform where we get to have great conversations like the ones we did tonight because i'm gonna be honest with you guys that was somewhat therapeutic man being able to get a lot of that stuff out a lot of the kobe memories out and i'm sure i'm gonna end this podcast and be like oh man i forgot about this oh man i forgot about that but that's what the comments are for, man, because I'm going to keep rocking and keep sharing and keep, you know, trying to spread the positive love and share the memory that is Kobe Bean Bryant. So thank you guys for rocking with me. I really appreciate it. And, and I don't just say this as a joke. I know it sounds like just a pun that I say at the end of every podcast, but when I get to do stuff like this, I really do mean it, man. I really did used to pray for times like this to rob like this. This is a wrap it up on blast raps post game show as always unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, peace.